Hi, welcome to episode 610 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I know it's controversial, but I like motels better than hotels. And, oh, I hate Nazis too. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue 1 and going all the way to issue 645. Today is Fantastic Four, volume 4, number 9, from August 2013. Nativity, by Matt Fraction and Mark Bagley. So the issue starts with a flashback to when Reed Richards, Ben Grimm, and Victor Von Doom were in college. And it says four years ago. But that can't be right. No way was this only four years ago. But the four is a Fantastic Four symbol, so maybe some idiot thought it would look cool to put the four logo beside the caption years ago, but it looks like four years ago. Clearly, this is more than four years ago because Franklin is older than that. Ben is playing some football with some friends in a field, and young Doom is walking by carrying two cans of paint. Well, you can guess what happens next. Ben bumps into Doom while catching a football, and he knocks over Victor, and his two cans of paint go flying everywhere. First of all, is Victor an idiot? He should have seen them playing football in the field, but he decides to walk right through their game, carrying two cans of paint with very loose lids. Second of all, It's a lot of blue and purple paint. What is he painting? A Cree sentry? Doom, of course, yells at Ben, calling him a mongoloid and an idiot. And he says, Why is this so-called university allowing subhuman things to attend? I'll never know. Well, you know, it is a state university. So next, we see Ben at a nightclub, and everyone has glowing bracelets on, and it looks like a rave. So now, unlike last issue, Matt Fraction is adhering to the slotting time scale because clearly this is the 1990s. Ben runs into Reed, who is talking to some blonde girl about science stuff. She seems a little too old to be Sue at this point. And Reed and Ben wonder what Doom was doing with all that paint. Later, we see Ben and a couple of other friends breaking into Doom's lab and messing with his equipment and experiment stuff and running off when they see Doom coming. Ben turns the light off and he sees the walls are covered in weird symbols painted everywhere in -in glow-in-the-dark paint. Clearly, this is some kind of black magic thing. The or a drug thing. The experiment that blew up in Doom's face was an attempt to reach the underworld to rescue Doom's dead mother, if I recall correctly. So now, we see the Fantastic Four of 2013. They've traveled back in time, or forward in time, because last issue they were back in time even further. And Reed and Ben plan to go down and see what really happened during Doom's failed experiment, and whether or not it was Ben's fault. Reed has come up with this complicated device so that no one can see them. A cloaking device that can turn them invisible. Uh, why? 
Reed's wife can turn people invisible. Why don't they just take her instead of wasting time coming up with an invisibility, <laughs> invisibility cloak? That must be hugely offensive to Sue, by the way, you would think. During this conversation, we get a brief recap of Doom's origin from Reed, and then they get called into the cockpit by Sue. It turns out a whole bunch of other time travelers have come to watch this failed experiment. And we see who they are. It's a whole bunch of Dooms from all kinds of different timelines. I suppose with all their own invisibility cloaks. So while College Doom is working on his experiment, he's got a dozen adult Dr. Dooms standing around watching. When College Reed comes in and tells College Doom that some of his equations are off, one of the future Dooms wants to explode Reed's head, but another Doom stops him. So they decide to let this all play out. When Reed and Ben of 2013 arrive, they can see the other Dooms, but the other Dooms can't see Reed and Ben. He's got better cloaking technology, I suppose. Reed starts checking around, and he can't detect any mechanical problems with the equipment. You would think that Doom would have at least checked the mechanics before his experiment went through, even though his math is off. So College Doom gets in his chair, and there's about to be this big explosion, but these other Dooms are just standing there a foot or two away. There's an explosion about to happen, and they know what's going to happen, but they're still standing there. But before Doom can pull the lever, Ben rips his cloaking device off, he grabs College Doom out of his chair, he pulls him along. College Doom seems to recognize who Ben is, even in his rock monster form for some reason. All the other Dooms pull out guns, they decloak, and they surround Ben. And it's clobbering time as Ben pounds into the floor and Dooms go flying everywhere. Reed grabs College Victor and stretches out, stretches out of the room. So while Reed fights with College Doom, Ben fights with all the future Dooms. College Doom ends up running back into the room and demanding to know why everyone is there. Do you really need to ask? One of the future Dooms says. And College Doom says, No, no I do not. I guess he figures they're all there to witness greatness. But he tells everyone to leave. Reed tries to talk College Doom out of the experiment, but his mind is set on going through with it. Ben mentions how it's his fault the experiment failed, and Doom calls Ben an idiot and says there's nothing he could do that would affect Doom. So Ben and Reed leave, and things continue. The experiment blows up in Doom's face, he gets the scar, and he becomes Dr. Doom, etc, etc. Back on the ship, Ben is still convinced he helped create Dr. Doom, but Reed assures him that there's nothing he could do to keep Doom off his path of evil because, you know, he's friggin' insane. And Doom's creation was inevitable. And that is the end of the issue, which I really don't like them messing around with Doom's origin. I like the fact that Doom was created because of that explosion that occurred because he refused to take Reed's advice regarding his math equations. That's a good origin. We don't need Ben to be involved in any way. It's a Doom-Reed thing. It's not a Doom-Reed-Ben thing. So that's the end of the this issue of the Fantastic Four, which means we have to quickly move on to... And so it's FF, Volume 2, Number 9, by Matt Fraction and Joe Quinones. 
story called Last Splash. The issue opens with a film made by Bentley about some of his classmates, the Fish Kids, the Uhari, and it ends with Bentley inviting everyone to a pool party being thrown by Julian Enterprises. What a weird film that is. We see the Future Foundation arrive at the rooftop pool of the Julian Enterprises building, and so while the kids swim in the pool, the adults meet with Mr. Coda, who is that man who was pretending to be Julius Caesar back in Fantastic Four Volume 4 Number 5. Old Johnny Storm is there, for some reason he's still around, and he says that he remembers that guy. Mr. Coda offers to help find the Fantastic Four, who don't seem to be lost over in their comics, so that kind of kills any dramatic tension here, don't you think? We see the kids in the pool playing again, and Artie and Leech are huddled up together in an inner tube, and they look terrified. I actually feel sorry for them. Like, what the hell is going on? Back inside, Mr. Coda reveals his true form, a cloud of pink smoke. He says he can't re-enter the time stream as a free roaming agent. Why not? But they can. So the issue ends with the Future Foundation adults deciding to go on a trip to find the Fantastic Four. So I was wondering what was going to happen with that foe Julius Caesar. Well, that's what happened. And that is the end of uh, our episode <laughs> for this time. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliot, Elliot at podcastff, or you can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Sometimes I think that it's better